listening to Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay, a podcast that empowers financial brand marketing, sales, and leadership teams to maximize their digital growth potential by generating 10 times more loans and deposits. Today's episode is part of the By the Book series, where James Robert unlocks and shares the secrets of digital marketing and sales strategies for financial brands from his upcoming book, Banking on Digital Growth, a strategic marketing manifesto to save financial brands. Let's get into the show. Greetings and hello. I am James Robert Lay and welcome to the sixth episode of the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Today's episode is part of the Buy the Book series where I share insights from my book, Banking on Digital Growth, the strategic marketing manifesto to transform financial brands. So today I want to talk to you about something just a little bit personal. In fact, from our primary and secondary research, we found that there's a tremendous amount of shame tied up in the subject that is, is really deeply rooted in the subconscious beliefs and our thought patterns that stem from our upbringing from our childhood. And no, I'm not talking about sex. Um, however, it's interesting to note there are multiple research studies that have found it is easier for couples to talk about sex than it is this very taboo and sensitive subject for a lot of us. What I want to talk to you about today is money. Because through the primary research that we've conducted here at the Digital Growth Institute, we've asked this one question. How does money make you feel as part of our digital secret shopping studies? And after asking this question to over a thousand different people now, we've distilled the vast majority of responses into really three key feelings and emotions. Number one, money is confusing. And, and this is where someone says, yes, I know money is important, but I'm not sure what I should do with it. I'm not sure, should I, should I invest it? Should I save it? Should I borrow it? The second point is, People feel money is, is stressful as, as I started this conversation because it doesn't really matter whatever I do, I, I don't feel I ever have enough money. And that leads to the third point that people share. Money is overwhelming because I got this mounting debt that makes me feel like I'm drowning. That's what people share. So in addition to our own research, there's been a study that was conducted by the financial app Stash, and they found that 63% of people reported money as a major source of stress in their life. And in that same study, Stash also found that 34% of people shared that they feel they're too embarrassed to discuss financial matters because, and I found this so interesting, they're embarrassed to talk about financial matters because they feel that they're worse off than their peers. So there is some shame tied to that. Now, now coming back to the point of financial shame, the stash study found that 20% or one in five people don't talk about money with others because they're ashamed of their personal financial habits. Money coach Tammy Lally noted that money shame is the silent killer uh, in her very moving TEDx talk 
where she shared the tragic story of her brother and the deadly toll that financial stress took on him and, and his family. So yeah, money is stressful. And there was another study that was conducted by Northwestern Mutual where they found that 85% of Americans today feel stressed about their finances in some shape, form, or fashion. So here we are in 2020. And really, for the next, what I see is two to three years, if, if we're looking at the macro level, money will be more stressful than ever before as we're moving into a post-COVID-19 world. And this stress is going to take a toll on people's health, their relationships, their overall sense of well-being, because there have been multiple studies showing the direct correlation between a person's financial well-being, their physical well-being, and their mental well-being. So what does this mean for you? What does this mean for your financial brand? The reality is, in this post-COVID-19 world, consumer behavior has changed. Even before COVID came crashing down on all of us, people didn't trust financial institutions like they used to. And now, the financial brands that failed to adapt to these new cons consumer behaviors, these new attitudes, these new trends, and they don't adjust their marketing and sales strategies to reflect the consumer pain of financial stress and the toll that's taking on them through their health, their relationships, their well-being, it's going to be a challenging road ahead. But unfortunately, that's what I'm seeing happening almost across the board for the vast majority of traditional banks and credit unions. Rather than welcoming an opportunity to fill a new need with, we'll just call it modern messaging and communication strategies that speak to those desperately looking for a partner that they can trust, a partner that can guide them beyond the stress they feel to a bigger, better, brighter future, most financial brands are still doing the same old marketing they always have in the same ways that they always have. Moreover, legacy marketing and sales strategies I'm seeing don't really reflect the way consumer behavior has changed. And I can't stress enough, COVID is reshaping the way consumers think about banking, the way that they conduct financial transactions. Jim Maroos and I had a very good conversation about this in episode three. I recommend if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that because because we get into the longer that we're in this post-COVID world, the more consumers will transform their behaviors. Technology has transformed our world and digital has changed the way consumers shop for and buy financial services forever. Now, consumers make purchase decisions long before they walk into a branch, if they walk into a branch at all. But your financial brand still wants to grow loans and deposits. 
We get it. Digital growth can feel confusing, frustrating, and overwhelming for any financial brand marketing and sales leader. But it doesn't have to, because James Robert wrote the book that guides you every step of the way along your digital growth journey. Visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of Banking on Digital Growth. It is a strategic marketing manifesto that was written to save financial brands, and it is packed full of practical and proven insights you can use to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Now, back to the show. So digital was changing the way that people shop. COVID is really forcing that even more so. The way that we shop, the way that we bank, the way that we learn, the way that we connect, the way that we relate, the way that we even eat. And so when we look at all of this change happening, we were seeing before that consumers were coming into branches less and less and less. Even in episode number five, a conversation with Brett King, we were really reflecting upon his predictions dating all the way back to 2012 with Branch Today Gone Tomorrow. And now because of COVID, maybe consumers might not ever have to go into a branch at all because they see everything that they can do through the digital channels, through the mobile channels. The problem is financial institutions have been stuck in an outdated branch-first growth model where the in-person branch visits were traditionally seen as the primary growth opportunity, the primary sales opportunity. But we have to look at the transformation of consumer behavior because most of the time, a consumer's buying decision even if we go back to pre-COVID, and we'll call that like before March of 2020, the majority of the time, consumers were already shifting and shaping a buying decision for a financial product at a much earlier stage in the buying journey, regardless of where they applied for a loan or an account, whether that was online, over the phone, are in the branch. And if you're like many of the banks and credit unions that I've worked with, you know that your financial brand's future growth is not going to come from branches alone, if from branches at all, for that matter, in a post-COVID-19 world. You've watched it yourself. You've seen branch traffic decline year after year. And you, you might have also struggled you know, with this when it comes to your marketing efforts what I diagnose is dabbling in digital. Yes, you built a mobile responsive, ADA compliant website. It looks beautiful, but in reality, it's still just a glorified online brochure. Yes, you're sending out more emails, but maybe it's in the batch and blast format, and most likely it's not as highly personalized as it could be. You're probably placing digital ads, but you're not exactly sure how effective they are in regards to conversion and, and measuring beyond clicks on an apply button. And then you're probably posting some content on social media, but you're questioning the value of that. What am I getting in return for that time? 
And so you feel stuck um, because deep down, you know, traditional broadcast marketing strategies and tactics do not work with digital. The same thing is true. You know, traditional sales strategies do not work in a digital first world. So what's the solution? How are you going to finally transform your marketing and sales strategies for a post-COVID, digital-first, mobile-first economy, empowering you to really maximize your digital growth potential and rocket ahead of your competitors, whether they be other traditional financial brands or, or digital financial brands? First, let's look at this revolution and evolution for what it is and embrace it not fear it because yes we are moving into the fourth industrial revolution if we look back over the past few hundred years there have been three industrial revolutions that we've all traversed through and now we are in the midst of a fourth first of course it was the steam revolution of the late 1700s then we had the electric revolution of the 1800s and finally, the computer revolution of the 60s and 70s. However, not as often discussed or, or really thought about are the revolutions that happened in marketing and communications that accompanied the development in the industrial revolution. So, for example, we went from print and newspaper to mass media, i.e. TV and radio, to digital, the internet. And with the fourth industrial revolution, that COVID is a forcing function and moving us further and faster into it, we have now moved beyond the computer age and entered an age or an era, the age of AI, if you will, where we have exponential technologies, robots, artificial intelligence, virtual reality, the internet of things, and a vast array of other possibilities some that we haven't even considered at that point. So what does all this mean for the evolution of marketing? What does all this mean for the evolution of sales, particularly through the lens of financial services? See, with the rise of automation comes a new potential to fully realize the one-to-one -one consumer communication strategies at scale that many have been talking about over the last three, four, five, six, seven years. It's, it's becoming reality. And the old days of the one-to-many message strategy, whether it be from marketing or from sales, it's dead, it's gone. And that kind of one-way broadcast marketing is simply no longer relevant today. So the name of the game is reaching people where they are along the course of their own consumer journey so that you can communicate with confidence. You can build a connection through empathy with a digital relationship that puts them first. And just as we are entering the fourth revolution of technology, we're also in the fourth revolution of marketing. So throughout my book, Banking on Digital Growth, we're gonna to return to some of these concepts of empathy and the consumer journey time and time and time again. Because in fact, every single one of us is on a journey. Narrative is central to the human existence. Just for a moment, I want you to go back in your mind 
to your ninth grade literature class and think about story for a moment. Because what are the key lessons that we all learned in that ninth grade literature class is there can only be one hero in every story. And that's exactly where we're going to pick up on this story on the next episode in the Buy the Book series on the Banking on Digital Growth podcast. Until next time, be well, do good, and wash your hands. Thank you for listening to another episode of Banking on Digital Growth with James Robert Lay. Like what you hear? Tell a friend about the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or Spotify and subscribe while you're there. To get even more practical and proven insights that can guide you and your financial brand along your digital growth journey, visit www.digitalgrowth.com to get a preview of James Robert's upcoming book, Banking on Digital Growth, a strategic marketing manifesto to save financial brands. Inside, you'll find a strategic blueprint framed around 12 key areas of focus that empower you to confidently generate 10 times more loans and deposits. Until next time, be well and do good.